Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Down the Rabbit Hole. Uh, my name is Abhishek, and every episode, me and my friends, Jen and Aishwarya, will each pick a random article on Wikipedia and then try to make our way to an article we have chosen ahead of time. This week, the target art- article is Turkey, the bird. Uh, if, you, if everyone likes to in- introduce themselves, I, I'm Abhishek. I'm Jen. I'm Aishwarya. So this is the first episode of our of this podcast down the rabbit hole, and uh, I wanted to do this because I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of podcasts. Um, one of my favorites being Ungenius by Relay.fm, uh, where they just pick a random article and to discuss. And we, I thought it'd be cool to you know expand a bit upon upon that and play the Wikipedia game with a bunch of friends. Yep. Do any of you listen to podcasts? Um, sometimes the H3 podcasts, I think sometimes I listen to science or history ones if I really feel like it. Over the past two months, I've listened to about 80 hours of my favorite murder. (laughs) That's hardcore. (laughs) That's our gen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, as I said, our target article this week is Turkey the Bird uh, Um, in, um, in honor of Thanksgiving. Uh, we also want to thanks uh, thank WHUS from UConn for helping us out with this podcast and giving us our, this amazing studio. <laughs> oh, it's so good! Like this is nothing. This is like way better than anything I could have come up with. Yeah, but here we are, and thank you, UConn. I mean, you are using our money, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so yeah, so uh, our first. Uh, First, starting articles. Uh, I'll be starting out with Anne Hobbs, a uh, a former uh, former professional British tennis player. I'll be starting off with the name Gundolf, which uh, is a Germanic given name from Gund for battle, uh, which means battle, and Wolf, which means wolf. So basically, battle wolf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, can I ride a battle wolf into battle? No. no. You're supposed to ride a battle wolf to the grocery store. God damn it. <laughs> but that that that's what my, my, my peace penguin's for. Okay, anyway, I got Eli Seagal. I don't know if he's related to Jason Seagal, but um, he's an American businessman, philanthropist, politician, and social entrepreneur. Nice. He worked on Bill Clinton's uh, campaign and became chief of staff. So yeah, um, I'm, I'll go first. Uh, I'll talk about Ann Hobbs. So uh, she uh, played tennis for about about for about twelve years uh, and got a ranking of thirty three, which is I have no idea how that how good that is, uh, and a ranking of six in doubles, which is pretty good I, I, I can imagine. Uh, so she uh, had two career titles uh, in her singles and eight career titles in her doubles. So and she definitely focused more on her doubles career, but. Um, now that she's retired from professional tennis, she d- does mostly uh, like coaching in tennis and is even a consultant in sports psychology, which I think is really cool. Um, one really cool thing I, I learned is apparently she won, I think, like a hundred grand from her June thirteenth, nineteen eighty-two Birmingham tournament, which is wow, hundred grand. I sure yeah. Didn't you play some tennis in high school? I did, in how fact, play tennis in high school. <laughs> how does Anne make you feel? I don't feel anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I played. Te- I played a bit of tennis back in middle school. It was it was fun actually. Like it was a. Uh, uh, it was fun when you weren't competing. Yeah, like if if you're just playing for fun, it's pr- it's tennis is a good sport yeah. just to like mess around with, in my opinion. Yeah, I made a lot of. I, la- I made one of my a lot of good friends in uh, tennis. It was really fun, like freshman year and all that stuff. Because the uh, camaraderie, we're all in this together, freshmen, yeah. whatever. And then I quit. <laughs> we're all in this together. Damn, she, she won 150 grand in Berlin, Germany, uh, on May 20th, 1984, in the, in, a, in a tournament then, too. That's impressive. That's nothing compared to what you win if you win the New York City Marathon, which happened really recently. You win like a million dollars if you win that. Wow. You're more than a million. And then, like the runner-ups, they win a couple hundred thousand as well. Wow. <laughs> I swear, yeah. So during your illustrious high school tennis career, did you ever win $150,000 in Berlin? Sadly, no. No. I never left Missouri. That sounds like someone who won $150,000. They're trying to keep secret from the IRS well, in Berlin. <laughs> Wait, well I, then, I don't think the Berlin IRS is called the Berlin IRS. I okay, we'll look it up. That I I 
That was German. a grammar mistake. What is the Germany IRS? Or, or, or maybe I meant the U.S. would uh, okay. notice that you won it in Berlin. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That does sound somewhat like something an undercover IRS agent from Berlin would say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any of that money. <laughs> All right. Uh, who wants to go next? Um, I suppose I'll go next. I will talk about Gundolf, um, which is a very short Wikipedia article, I must say. Wikipedia, please step up your Gundolf game. <laughs> um, but they do have a delightful list of the various Gundolfs throughout the ages. Which but I should also say that there are a very variety of ways to spell and say Gundolf. There's Gondolf, Gundolf with a PH, uh, Kundolf, uh, Gondolfus, Gundolfus. Gandolfo, Gondon, Gandalf. and there have been six historical Gandalfs that Wikipedia chooses with its almighty powers to uh, highlight on this page. There is Gandolfus of Barry, who is a legendary bishop and saint, um, Gandalf of Provence, a sixth century duke, uh, Gandalf of, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this German town, Maastricht, a Maastricht, Maastricht. That's closer than I could have gotten. A 7th century bishop, uh, Gandolfus of Metz, a 9th century bishop. A lot of bishops. So many bishops. Uh, Gandolfo, who was an 11th century Italian heretic, who is probably the most exciting Gandolf on this list, although I could be wrong. One of these bishops might have been really interesting. I mean, like, isn't, isn't Gandalf on the list too, you said? Uh, no, Gandalf is not on this list. Gandalf has nothing to do with Gandalf. But they're so close. But uh, Gundolf of Rochester died in 1108 and was an English bishop. Surprise. Uh. Shocker. <laughs> um, yeah. So suffice to say, uh, if anyone out there is named Gundolf and wants to uh, write into the podcast at our email that doesn't exist, um, please do so. Uh yeah, that's about the most ex- that that's literally the entire Gundolf Wikipedia page. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm next. Um so Eli Segal, born 1943, died 2006. Rest in peace, guy. Um I'm there's not really that much interesting about him other than the fact that he worked on uh Bill Clinton's campaign and he also like worked on uh different like uh welfare to work initiatives and like Different community service stuff, like the Corporation for National Community Service. And I did a quick search, and I think it's just like a federal agency for getting citizens to volunteer and do service or something like that. And he had diff- different things like that. But he died in 2006 of mesothelioma. And that reminds me of all the mesothelioma ads that we have in America. And then that also reminds me of this Tumblr post I read that... Um, People in other countries, they don't get like the weird, our weird like, uh, m- like medicine ads, like our drug ads. Yeah, like everyone else in the world, like, isn't it illegal to like, uh, for pharma companies to like basically advertise uh, yeah. their drugs? <laughs> so they don't get those, and they were taught, and then er- and then all the Americans on Tumblr were like, oh, wait until they find out about all their mesothelioma <laughs> ads, and someone like, if you have mesothelioma, please call now. Um, so yeah. Uh, I th- I think America just has a problem with ph- the pharma the pharmaceutical companies and also uh, things not working out and just having a lot of class action lawsuits and they have to advertise it about on the TV. But well, like the reason well like, the reason why like all these um, like medications and pr- prescriptions have like these really long lists of uh, like. Uh, side effects is because like when I test them on like mice, the mice are actually like really, really inbred. Yeah. Um. So like, so they're genetically similar, but every once in a while you have like a genetic outlier, and then that could like cause changes in how the like the drug is like a t- is how it affects them. So any and all of these uh, effects they saw in mice, they have to uh, like report just in case if there's some genetic outlier that could happen to them. Oh, so speaking of, like, genetic outliers and stuff like that, um, I was in my immunology class, and we were talking about some experiment that this company did. They were testing out a drug, and basically what happened is they tested on mice, and they tested on primates, right? And then they started testing, they wanted to test on humans, and then they, what they did is, instead of testing uh, uh, the cells, like, in, in vitro, right, in 
in yeah, in, in vitro, instead of testing on the cells, they just skipped straight to humans. So then they, they had like like this five or six people they were testing this drug on, right? They injected the first guy, and then he started not feeling too well after 15 <laughs> minutes. And like, okay, let's just keep going on with it. Started what? injecting all what? of them. And apparently uh, the immunological term of what happened is it, it activated a cytokine storm. And basically that means the immune system was attacking the the people, their own immune systems were attacking oh, themselves. Damn. And the, the the first guy got like renal failure and the other people, they were just like, they all had to go to the hospital. They all, they, they all survived, but they all had very serious complications very quickly. So this is what happens when you don't test your drugs properly. You need to figure this stuff out. This is why their drugs take forever to come out of uh, research into actual like everyday lives of people. But yeah, scary story. All right, bringing this back around to Eli Segal. He sounds like a very delightful man. Um, <laughs> sounds like he did a lot for this nation. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone would like to dispute the fact that Eli Segal is, was a nice person, please feel free to email us at our email address that doesn't exist. At um, <laughs> www. Uh, down the rabbit hole at this doesn't exist.com. Yeah. <laughs> They're definitely www. dots and email Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> yes, Try uh, it. See what happens. <laughs> All right. Definitely so, doesn't go to the Berlin IRS. <laughs> no. No. Berlin um, IRS and www. Sending may, emails to www. Maybe the Turkish IRS, but definitely, definitely the Berlin IRS. All right. Let's move on to our next articles. Okay, so um so my next article will be Nottingham. Um my next one will be Gandolfo the Italian heretic because I am very curious. Um my next will be Brooklyn cuz uh Eli Segal was uh born in Bo- Brooklyn. Okay, so we're going to take a break while we read and digest these articles. We'll be back in just a minute, but to you will be uh no time at all. Toponymy. Okay. Okay, yeah, now we are back. Um, thank you for the wait. Uh, so, as I said, I'll be discussing Nottingham. Jen? I'm discussing Gandolfo of uh, the, the Italian heretic. Uh, and I'm discussing uh, Brooklyn from New York City. <laughs> so, yeah, Nottingham, uh, as many of you might know, uh, I forgot. Actually, uh, Nottingham, come, most of its fame, fame comes from, actually, The Legend of Robin Hood, where... Uh, we're uh, Nottingham Woods, where which is where uh, Robin Hood mostly did most of his thieving and uh, philanthropy work. Yep. Um, did anyone else like the Robin Hood movie, the Disney one? That was a good movie. What, what, with the fox? Yeah. I actually didn't never watch that movie. Really? Yeah. It's. I don't even remember whether I saw it or not. <laughs> it's been a while. With the yeah. yeah, it's the fox and the king is a lion and the the like, guy, the bad guy is a snake. I know all of it. I just haven't seen it. Okay. okay. We're definitely going to have to put that in our Disney watch list. Fun fact, actually, Nottingham has an award-winning public transfer system and is including the largest publicly owned bus network in England. Wow. Good for Nottingham. Yeah. I would think London would have, a, like, the... Well, like, well maybe, they're, maybe they're bad. Yeah. Because, maybe because it's London. Well, like, for buses, like, all we see are, like, double-deckers and that's mostly tourists. Like, like, people in London usually use the tube to get around. Yeah, the tube. But, yeah, like, um... Uh, Nottingham actually has a special place in my heart because the first, like, English essay that I remember doing was actually about Robin Hood, the book Robin Hood. Uh, like, we had to make a dust jacket for the book, like, talking about, like, what the book's about, our review of the book, and, like, we had to, like, draw our own cover for the book. It's actually a lot of fun. I, I think I still have that at home somewhere. <laughs> God, I, I hated writing, I hated reading the book, but making the, uh... The, like, dust track was really fun. Being crafty is fun. Yes. <laughs> Being crafty is creative. Uh, flashbacks to, um, don't hug me, I'm scared. Green is not a creative color. Um. Uh, okay, so yeah. Is there more to say about Nottingham? Um, let's see. Settled in the year 600. <gasps> I've been there, I think. Why I don't would remember. I think it was earlier than that. I don't know. The year 600 doesn't feel that long ago to Yeah, me. it doesn't really. Uh, I remember the year 600. Like, it was yesterday. It's only been 1,400 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, I feel like it would be before um, BCE, like 
before yeah. Common Era, so I, I feel like it would have been settled back then. But. Yeah, well, like it's like in c- Central Europe, c- Central like Central UK island though. So like, I guess maybe they didn't feel like riding boats all well, the like, way over well, to like, the UK. Rome, Rome, the Roman like outposts only came to like the coast, yeah, coast area. Oh yeah, they, didn't didn't that one emperor like Justinian? Not Justinian. Um, like whip the sea. Which <laughs> oh, that was Caligula, I think. No, I don't, I or Nero, one of the two. Uh, we're getting way off topic, uh, but that's really all I want to talk about. Nottingham, it, it's it's cool. Okay, who? Yeah, I guess it was Caligula. He punished the sea. <laughs> or wait, no, Xerxes was the one. But no. I feel like yeah, Xerxes did punish the sea. In uh, at least that's what I think uh, Herodotus says. Says, but somebody did something to the sea. Honestly, same. All right, are you ready to talk about Gandolfo? I'm so ready to talk about Gandolfo. All right, this man is my role model. Um, He was a teacher of heretical Christian doctrines in the early 11th century. That's a direct quote from Wikipedia. Wait, so he still taught Christian Christian beliefs, but just heretical beliefs? Yeah, apparently he was not into the sacraments, which I'm sure Abishai could tell us more about because he went to Catholic school. Wasn't, wait, wasn't like... Wasn't Luther also against the... Uh... That was like a hot minute after this. And by a hot minute, I mean 500 years. So like, wasn't he also <laughs> against like... I, he, he was against like half of the, uh, the, the sacraments. Yeah. Like, he only wanted sacraments that were explicitly stated in the Bible. Yeah, like, so like two or three of them. Yeah. When there's like a whole there's rash 12, of them There's like 12 or 10 or 12. There's like 10 or 12 in Catholicism at least. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, Gandolfo was not into the sacraments. Um, he Did I mention that it was in 1025 when he turned up in the bish, bishopric? Bishopric? <laughs> I've never seen this word, but I love it. It's like of bishops. Um, of Cambrai Arras in northern France. I Let me know if I butchered that, please. I definitely butchered it. Oh, Com- Combre Aris? I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, south of Lille. So he wanted people to achieve salvation by uh, <laughs> abandoning the world, restraining the appetites of the flesh. You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes because I'm saying this directly from Wikipedia. Um Earning food by the labor of hands, doing no injury to anyone, and extending charity to everyone of their own faith. Now, that is a extremely important qualifier. That is a hell of a qualifier. Um, <laughs> because Your own that faith? means only heretical ca- uh, Christians were receiving any help whatsoever from Gandolfo. Um, what a dick. <laughs> So, uh, apparently he can be, his teachings can be compared to Cathar- uh, Catharism and the Wald- Waldensians? Waldensians? Something like that. Read the Wikipedia article yourself if you want any f- information. It's like four sentences. You can do it. Um, but the last line of his Wikipedia page is my favorite. His ultimate fate is unknown. That is what I want at the end of my Wikipedia page when I become famous. But, like, wait, isn't he from, like, you said, like, the year 1000, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's impressive that we know anything from the year 1000, though, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like, really, though? Yeah. I want my ultimate fate to be unknown. Don't worry. Google and Facebook already know where you are. Don't tell us that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so if I'm next, I'm going to talk about Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn is in New York City, if you guys didn't know that, in New York. Um, but where I, in New York City? Um, look at the map. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see us. Like People look at the map when you're on your computer. But not, when, not if you're driving. Not please. when you don't. Please. Don't do it. Please while follow along at home. Um, so, yeah, I don't know any where anything in New York is. I recently just 
like I know a little bit more Manhattan now because I went to New York last weekend and like, I know where Long Island is. Like but a I don't... block of Manhattan, right? He said. No, it's not a. Block. No, like, you only know like a block of Manhattan. He said, right? Or, no, I no? didn't say. I just I said I knew. Eighth Street. I know Eighth Avenue now by the back of the back of my hands, but I'm familiar with Sixth and Seventh Avenue as well because there's a lot of stuff to do there. Okay. Would ten out of ten would recommend people to go there, but there's a lot of smokers, so if you don't like that. Uh, Try to wear one of those surgical masks because there's a lot of smoke there. <laughs> um, if you're just sick in general, please, we should pro- adopt that. It's, it's, it's a good idea. Yeah, surgical masks are now a fashion trend. Um, so, in <laughs> in uh, the neighborhoods, apparently, along with gentrification, many of the Brooklyn's neighborhoods are also becoming increasingly diverse with an influx of immigrants integrating its neighborhoods. I heard, I didn't hear about this, like, boost in immigration, but I heard, like, more about gentrification happening, but gentrification, gentrification, I don't know how to pronounce it. Gentrification. Yeah. Gentrification. Whatever. uh, The process by which everyone becomes John. Yes. Um, (laughs) Stuff to do in Brooklyn. I'm just becoming a travel guide right now. (laughs) Uh, You can see the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. Or Coney Island, everyone's favorite. I don't know if I've actually been to Coney Island, but I want to go there one day because... It sounds like a lot of fun, even though they, and they have they still have the 1920 Wonder Wheel. The what now? Like the from fer- the 1920s, they still have a like the, fer- the Ferris wheel. Oh my god, that's cool! I don't know how they keep it operational. Like, would you want to ride a Ferris wheel from the 1920s? Hell yeah! Like a hundred a hundred year old Ferris wheel. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, it's almost hundred years old in three years. We should go. And Dude, it it's almost the birthday. 20s again. Oh my god, are we all gonna become flappers? Yes. You yes. Flappers. Yeah, she yeah. said. She said flappers. She said floppers. I said floppers. I swear. No. I said floppers. <laughs> Listeners at home, can you please uh, write in, see who's right? We'll re-listen to what I said. My mind, my mind, my brain said flappers. I don't know what my mouth did, but I think it said floppers. It's going to um, be the 20s. Can you please, like, have all the good parts of the 20s and none of the bad parts? Like, the style and, like, the dancing, but none of the racism and sexism, please? And all the other problems. <laughs> Everything, literally all the other problems. Uh, like, no polio, please. <laughs> please. No um, polio. There's also the New York Transit Museum, which has historical artifacts of, like, New York subway and bus and commuter rail. So I guess, is this the place where they have, like, an old abandoned, like, subway station? They might. I don't know. That'd be cool to check out. Yeah. Like, just everything in Brooklyn's cool to check out. I think some someone from BuzzFeed, like was able to get into like a re- abandoned subway station or tried to get on or something like that and i don't know why they just wanted to, to to see if they could do it even though it was like completely illegal i think and they made a video off of it and it's monetized <laughs> so <laughs> i have no clue what's going on with that but yeah um there isn't really that much i wanted to talk about brooklyn okay is so um is that uh, is that all yeah that's all i'm Okay, um, so we are going to take a break while we pick our new articles and read them. Uh, we'll be back uh, in just a flash. And we are back. Uh, so for this new article, I have chosen the United Kingdom. I've chosen the Catholic Church. Damn. <laughs> I chose province of New York. Okay, so um, the United Kingdom. Uh, it's actually its full name is the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Uh, which is I not I, I think I think most most people know that um, it has the thirteenth longest coastline in the world, um, and actually its queen I think yeah its queen is the longest reigning queen in modern history correct Jen do you know, is that true do you do know what? like the queen of England right now is the longest reigning queen in in recorded history I could not tell you that all you know is that she, she, she she's, she's pretty chill but she's pretty she's ruled for a long time. 1952 to be exact. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's like, pretty what? like, this is what, like... 60 years now? Six, over, 70, over, almost 70 over, years? Almost 70 years. It's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It consists of four countries. England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. <laughs> uh, and it is one of seven countries that has nuclear capabilities. Nuclear? Nuclear capabilities. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It's... Uh, not sure how chill that is. <laughs> they can nuke us whenever they want to. I mean, mad. Because we're, col- we're the colony. <laughs> Guys, let's get into a cold war with the UK. 
<laughs> Let's uh, do it. I mean, and also its anthem is God Save the Queen. How does that even go? I, God Save the, the queen. queen. She is a queen. No, I don't, I don't think that's how it works. We don't know the, the anthem. We don't know. The- uh, like, the UK is pretty, like, before, uh, like, I used to travel to India almost every other year. And for the longest time, my family and I would use uh, British Airways, so we would fly in and out of Heathrow. So technically, I've been in the UK. I don't. I don't. I don't think I've gone to the UK. I've spent maybe like three hours, four hours max in Heathrow uh, as like a as a, as a layover. But yeah, like uh, UK got some cool stuff. BBC, good shows. Good, good shows. Good actors. Uh, Sherlock, pretty good. Broadchurch, uh, not Bro- too oh my God, Broadchurch, yes. Um, what else do they got there? Uh, they gave One us Direction for One Direction <laughs> fans. Uh, they gave us uh, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Hey. They gave us. They, uh, they gave us a lot of stuff. They, they gave, gave us, this country technically. <laughs> they gave us a Benadryl Cummerbund. Uh, and Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah. Um, Harry Potter for. Yeah. Harry Potter. Um. Yeah. Uh, they got tea. Tea was Chinese. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, they, they, they like their tea there. So do Chinese. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, but, like, did the Chinese throw tea overboard to show how much they hated England? America. That has nothing to do with anything <laughs> you just said. I don't know. It's it's late here. You're late. Oh, you want to go? Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right, let's talk about the Catholic Church. <laughs> That's a great Unless segue. Unless you still have more to say about the UK. Uh, it's a pretty cool place. The UK <laughs> inventing tea. <laughs> I never claimed that. I wish I claimed it. Please send all of your hate mail to oh, um, his email address. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty important thing, 2016, uh, Brexit, uh, where the UK decided that they didn't want to be in, in the EU anymore. Uh, and they are and currently, as everyone knows, currently... In the works of removing themselves from the UK uh, from the EU, uh, let's see how that turns out. I mean, I don't. I haven't heard anything bad, but I've also not been paying attention, so we'll see. Typical American consumer. I also <laughs> <pay> <laughs> any attention to the news? Let's be real. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I think we've said a lot of beautiful things about the UK. Thank you so much, Abhishek, for enlightening us. So I'm here to enlighten everyone on the Catholic Church. I will not be enlightening anyone on the Catholic Church because this Wikipedia article, my lord, it is long. Um, how, how long did it take you to like scroll to the bottom of it? Uh, one second, let's see. I'm starting at the top and I'm just hitting the down bar. <clears throat> All right, we are about, we're not even halfway. Dun, 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 dun. We're going to get sued by Jeopardy for this. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I'm getting past the notes. Uh, damn. Okay, I'm at the bottom of the Wikipedia page. If anyone wants to time that at home, please feel free to email us and let us know. That's for a while. Wow. Hmm? That took a while. Yeah, so I'm just going to say, like... When did it it start? Start Start that. Do you know? Okay, that's not at right at the top of this article. I'm sure it's somewhere in here, so if anyone's curious, it's probably on the Wikipedia page for the Catholic Church. But we're just going to say that it is the largest Christian church, which uh, is fascinating. I know that it started after the Great Schism between uh, the Eastern Orthodox Church and now the Catholic Church over the uh, idea of uh, idols. Yeah, I would know that if I had actually read this Wikipedia page while we took our break. Um, so... <laughs> There's more than 1.29 billion Catholics in the world. With a B. Um, which is kind of... Wait, 1.2 you said? 1.29 billion. It's still, it's still like... That's uh, like one-seventh or one, almost, almost yeah, like two-sevenths. A calf population of India or China? Yeah. India or China, yeah. All right, um... So there's a lot of criticisms about the Catholic Church for its doctrine. For uh, its stance on um, sexuality, on ordaining women, and how it handles sex abuse cases, which are all very unfortunate. But um, in good news, good news, the Catholic Church is the largest non-governmental provider of health care and education in the world. Really? Health care? Yeah. 
which mm. is fascinating. And they also have their own city-state. Yes, yeah, Vatican City. city. I love. There's so many cool facts about Vatican City, actually. So, Vatican City, 4.36 popes per square mile. That is the best fact. Thank you, Abhishek. <laughs> um, uh, official language, Latin. They have their own ATM machines. Uh, wait, wait their official language is Latin and not Italian? No, it's Latin. Do they talk it? No, but, like, it's still <laughs> Latin. Well, because, like... Most priests at the at the level know Latin. Well, yeah, but do they do they speak it or do they just write it? Uh, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure like they give yeah in mass like you speak yeah the... Latin. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But uh, maybe there's oh, more man. mass than more than people speaking to each other. Yeah, I, I think you yeah, I think you have to be like like a bishop or higher to be a uh, like a citizen of Vatican City. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but but what about all the people who? To work there, like people who work at the. Oh, like the like. Do the, they just, do they just live in uh, the surrounding towns in Italy, and then they just come in for work every single day? Yeah, I don't think there's like many like residential areas within Vatican City. Yeah, I, I don't like, know. You, you you can like travel the entire country like on foot in like a day, like around the country in a day. Oh, you mean Vatican the Vatican City? Vatican City, yeah. Okay, yeah, but it's a city. It's a city. Yeah, but the city it's is the a size country. of a city. Yeah. Wait, you said there's four point whatever popes per yeah. square mile, so that means it's about a quarter of a mile. No, it's about a, it's about a half a mile. Because, but like the previous pope, who retired, lives in Vatican City. Wait, popes retire? Now they do. Yeah. I thought they just kicked it, and the next. They did. Oh, but God. then this guy, then the last guy, just get too old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so right now, like um. It's I think sometimes they they just like, if the guy if the pope gets too old well, and like, can't so, so like before like yeah like pope was a thing that you got for life but this last pope I forget his name uh, before Francis said that like yeah he's getting too old to properly take care of, of the role of being a pope so he basically he retired. Oh shoot! I'm I mean, learning they, so much. They can't make like they can't make him like work for too long because no. if he's if he can't do it then there's no point. So. Well, like he is like so. His word is infallible when it comes to all church, like uh, like statements. Like if it has to do with the church, his word is, is, is the final word. Even, uh, even above this current pope's. No, no, like the, the current pope. Like. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I yeah, I think now that we have modern medicine, it's easier for popes to live longer, but it's harder for them to keep up with their daily tasks it's like yeah. a it's like a full-time it, job yeah, no like so like they give like four or five masses a day like they get up at like five in the morning like pray give like two or three masses in a row do some like administrative stuff get some more masses it's, visit people yeah. talk to people see what i want to know now is what he does in his spare time like these days like oh. does he sit around and play sudoku does he uh does he just sit around and chat with the current pope does he he probably goes makes rounds and talks to people does he sleep (laughs) (laughs) like he probably like goes like into italian countryside and like gives sermons and like like helps people probably i don't know the pope just walks around and italian i'm pretty sure they're i'm pretty sure someone out there like the previous pope right how what the previous pope we're talking about right yeah okay yeah i don't know when he does in his free time Oh, I, I just I need to know. I also need to know what the pope because you said that there are no probably not very many residential areas in Vatican City, which is probably accurate. But what does the pope's bedroom look like? It's fancy. It's really fancy, actually. Like really, wait, I can look up pictures of the pope's bedroom right now. Yeah. So like, uh, so like, if if <laughs> okay, are we talking about Catholicism? Not Vatican City. Yeah, but it's like um, Vatican City. Like, there's a there's a courtyard and there's like a little balcony where like people can where the pope comes out and like addresses the crowd. Yeah, he says like, hi to everybody. Yeah, like that that balcony is like right in front of his room. This is the most exciting news I've heard all day. All right, for another fun fact about the Catholic Church, not just Vatican City. Um if you're wondering how many uh people who um have I don't know how to phrase this without just directly reading off of Wikipedia because I need to stop doing that. Um who have I'm just going to quote them. Committed to religious or consecrated life. So, like, we're talking, like, nuns and monks and such. Yeah. Um, there's 54,559 males who have done it and 705,529 women. Like, in his, like, like, no, in like, total or right now? I think right 
now. Okay, because yeah. when this Wikipedia article there's definitely been a couple more than fifty thousand monks over the course of history. <laughs> history. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um. All right. Are we gonna move on? But like, I just wanna like why like why are there so many more women than men? Like that's orders of magnitude. Or Maybe because the men can go to higher positions like cardinals and bishops. Are those counted in these ranks? Uh, so, so like, so being a monk, so like, being a monk <laughs> is very different than being yeah. a cardinal and a bishop. Yeah. You get more power. Yeah. Well, okay. That, okay. Power, the clergy is a different number. That's yes. four hundred and sixty-five thousand yeah. thereabouts. Yes. Yeah, so basically, like, if you are a woman and you want to like, basically, do more for your religious life. Uh, then be like just a normal parishioner. Then I think like being a sister is as far as you can go. That's very true. Yes. I did not think about that. See, this is why there are three people on this podcast and not just me. <laughs> All right, Aishwarya, tell okay. us about your article. So I picked the province of New York, um, which was a it was there between 1664 and 1776. Uh, it was in 1776. It. De- Declaration of Independence? It was. Okay, so that makes sense. Um, some history. So uh, this caught my eye, this black slaves thing. Um, New York City was the largest importer of the colonies of slaves and supply port for pirates in the 1690s. Wait, pirates? Yeah. There were pirates in New York City. Um, the black population became a major element in New York City and on large upstate farms. Um, and, like, they giving slaves the highest bidder at an auction... Uh, what what I found was really interesting. Uh, by the 17th century, they established an African burial ground in Lower Manhattan, which was used through 1812, and it was disc- discovered nearly two centuries later during excavation for the construction of Ted Weiss Federal Building on 290 Broadway. Historians estimate 15 to 20 thousand Africans and African Americans have been buried in approximately eight acres surrounding there. Damn. And they made that into a national park or something like a national memorial site. And so that I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing that there was a massive burial place in Manhattan. But I found that really interesting. Um, also, the next like thing in this article, uh, they're talking about the Dutch, which. The Dutch, like, the Netherlands was really small, but their empire was, the Dutch empire was really big at that time. So they, obviously, they wanted to uh, spread out, and they came to New York, and uh, were in the province of New York. And they maintained their popular culture with their language and their religion, but they are the people who introduced uh, Santa Claus, Sinterklaas, to, I guess, America. Uh, And they bought their own distinctive clothing and food. Um, They brought beets Endive, endive, whatever you pronounce, endive. spinach, endive, uh, parsley, and cookies. You can ta- you can thank the Dutch for their cookies. Hell uh, yeah! Aren't they the people who also made speculos? If you never tried speculos, what's speculos? It's cookie butter. <gasps> speculos is so good. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, they're the people who made speculos. It's a type of spice short crust biscuit. Uh, for it's just before Saint Nicholas Day. So y'all need to try speculos. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's all I wanted. Oh, and they after the English came, they started acting like the English, but they still talk Dutch. And they're the people who uh, established Rutgers University in New Jersey. Oh wow. Yeah. So yeah, there's other stuff too about other people, but and there's a lot of government stuff, and I'm just, I was just too lazy to read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we're gonna come back with our next article. Hopefully, we'll be a bit closer to finding our target article of Turkey. We'll see you in a bit. And we are back. Uh, this time we're going to be discussing, I'm going to be discussing the big four. Uh, I will be discussing Pope Francis. I'm going to be discussing Massachusetts. So um, the big four, or otherwise known as the, the four policemen, was a council of four countries after World War II. Um, the, uh, and the four countries were United Kingdom, United States, Soviet Union and the Republic of China and it was formed right after World War II as a way of keeping peace among the world. It was like a progenitor to the um, United Nations uh, and actually uh, soon afterwards at the insistence of Roosevelt uh, France was added later on um, even though most of the rest of the council didn't want it. Um, there's a picture on, uh, on this article that has three out of the four like leaders of these countries 
Uh, from China, you have Chiang Kai-shek. From America, you have Franklin D. Roosevelt. And from the UK, you have Winston Churchill. Uh, who was the leader in Russia? Is it was it no. Stalin? Huh? Was it Stalin after World War Two? No, it was Nikola. It's Nikolai. Yeah. Nikolai. Cool. So, not Nikolai. Nikita Khrushchev. Nikita Khrushchev. Yeah. Um, that, that, there's, some, there's some cool names like the four policemen or four sheriffs. It's Wait, cool. did you say who was the leader after Cold War? Or after after World War Two. Uh, I know he was the Cold War leader. He was the leader in the Cold War. Nikita Khrushchev. Sorry. Okay. Well, yeah, well, like, the Cold War was right after World War II, so, mm-hmm. probably. Um, there's actually a quote here from, like, the uh, former Undersecretary, Undersecretary General of the United States of the UN, Sir Brian uh, Urquhart. It was a pragmatist, pragmatic system based on the primacy of the strong, a trusteeship of the powerful, as he then called it, or as he put it later, the four policemen. The concept was so... Vandenberg noted in his diary in April 94, anything but a wild-eyed internationalist dream of a world state. It is based virtually on the four-power alliance. Eventually, this proved to be both potential strength and actual weakness of the future UN, an organization theoretically based on a concert of great powers whose own mutual hostility, as it turned out, was itself the greatest potential threat to world peace. Mm. So yeah, um, crazy stuff happened after World War II. (laughs) Is that so... Before, during, and after World War II. Every day is crazy. The world's always been a little nuts. <laughs> so, Jen, you want to talk about Pope Francis? I do. Um, so, Pope Francis, as uh, many of you may know, is the current uh, Catholic, Pope of the Catholic Church. Uh, so he's the, he's the head of the whole shebang. Um, he's a lot of firsts. Uh, you may have heard of this when he came into power, into power, when he became head of the Catholic Church in 2013. Um, he's the first Jesuit pope, the first one from the Americas, the first one from the Southern Hemisphere. He is the first to choose a name not used by a predecessor since 913 AD, <laughs> and the first pope from outside Europe since the 8th century. Wait, who was wait, outside Europe? Like, who was before that? Um, Assyrian really? gre- guy, uh, Gregory cool. the Third. Syrian, like Assyrian. Assyria from Syria. Oh, okay, never mind. Assyria is not a country. <laughs> and not anymore. <laughs> All right, and so, um, this. I mean, he's really interesting. His uh, Wikipedia article is about as long as the one for the Catholic Church in general. Uh, so there's a lot to know about him. But I'm just going to pick out a few key factoids, um, mostly from the very top and the very bottom. Um, so apparently he's the first pope with an Instagram account. I've been look- I looked at his Instagram page during the break, and it has the absolute cutest pictures of all time on it. Wait, wait, what's his tag? Like, what's his like uh, handle? Franciscus. Franci- oh my god, yes. Wait, what is it? Franciscus? Oh, is yes. he Is he verified? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Good. Why wouldn't he be verified? Who knows? There's a lot of Michael it. Phelps' baby was verified the day after he was born. Not the day after, but like a like a while like. Isn't 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 Phelps' kid's name Boomer? Yeah, Boomer Phelps is verified on Instagram. Nice. Yeah, uh, he's also like like a very liberal pope and like like one of the most liberal popes in modern history. Yeah, he's really cool. Um, he. Uh, I, I just want to talk more about his Instagram page for a second. There's, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm looking at a picture of him high-fiving a boy. And I'm so excited that we live in a day and age where popes high-five people. <laughs> um, moving along, Pope Francis, he, yeah, he has Instagram. Um, he also, um, in case you want to know what, Pope Francis thinks about our president. Um, he said, uh, Pope Francis said, a person who thinks only about building walls, wherever they may be, and not building bridges is not a Christian. This is not the gospel. <laughs> so basically, um, he got roasted by Pope Francis. Francis out there th- uh, thrown shade. Yep. And of course, Trump thought he 
had it in him to try to continue picking a fight with the Pope, um, said that a for that for a religious leader to question a person's faith is disgraceful. I mean, I mean not really. Let's not talk about let's not talk about this on, on this podcast. That's a different podcast. Yeah, we're not we're not going to get too political here, but we'll let you make of that what you will. So we should also know that um, his original name. His birth name, his last name at birth was um, Bergoglio. So um, he. That's a great name. His, that's his last name. He was Jorge Mario Bergoglio. I love it. Um, I love his name. Bergoglio. Okay. Um, he worked as a chemical technologist and a nightclub bouncer. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He has, like a, oh, yeah. he, he has a master's in chemistry, I think. That's crazy. Well, yeah, because, like, um, okay, fun, funny story. So um, to be a bishop, you, ha- you have to have. A master's in some secular, uh, like subject, and a doctorate in theology. Does he have his doctorate in theology? You have to be to, to be a bishop, and to be a, and to be a pope, you have to be a bishop. Yeah, I guess so. What does it say? He has a doctorate. It doesn't say whether or not he does. He just says it's just he was the nightclub bouncer before beginning seminary studies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just imagine, okay, somebody's grandfather out there in, uh. In Argentina, somebody's grandfather has a story of getting thrown out of, club of getting by, thrown out of a club by, by Jorge Mario Bergoglio, aka Pope Francis, who is now Pope Francis. Oh and we God. need to hear about this. Oh we need God. to hear these stories. Our uh, our very extensive audience, if you know a person like that, please let us know so we, we can interview them for this podcast. Of <laughs> course. Podcast is- at our non-existent interview podcast. Because, of course, we have hundreds of millions of viewers, uh, of listeners already. Viewers. Yep. Viewers, Viewers, yes. they can see us through, this, through these walls. There's eyes everywhere, everybody. Um, okay, so are you done fangirling about Pope Francis? I'm never done po- fangirling about Pope Francis, and okay. neither should you. All right. Um, okay, so let's move on to Massachusetts. Upshakes from Mass. Yes. Um, lo- I'm not. Massachusetts. <laughs> um, so with Massachusetts, everyone knows about the Salem witch trials, which was a, maybe an infamous case of mass hysteria. We don't Probably. know what went on. Yeah, and um, apparently both volleyball and basketball were invented in Massachusetts. And flag football, I think. Flag football, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of things like uh, a lot of things, a lot of sports, weird sports. sports. Uh, and then um, th- these sound like mostly indoor sports, except flag football. You can play it inside or outside. Well, yeah. you can play volleyball inside or outside, but you yeah. rather play inside. <laughs> um, uh, it's also center for the abolitionist, temperance, and transcendentalist movements. So you know your Emerson and your Thoreau. Um, also, the first U.S. state to legally recognize same-sex marriage. Oh yeah! Hell yeah! And apparently, since uh, Harvard and Ca- and uh, MIT are in Cambridge, uh, apparently there's a place called Kendall Square in Cambridge, and it's called the most innovative square mile on the planet. Yeah, actually. Because um, all the like, startups are there. Yeah, Harvard and MIT aren't technically in Boston. They're in Cambridge, which is like the town over. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Well, I did say Cambridge. <laughs> yeah, no, but people don't. A lot of people think that Harvard is in Boston. I forget that MIT is... Yeah, I th- it, no, I forget that Harvard's in Massachusetts for some reason. I always think <laughs> it's like it's somewhere on the East Coast. It's just floating above the East Coast, not it, on it, not on land. Like it, it, it it's like constantly moving location. Yes, um, and apparently eighty percent of Massachusetts population lives in the greater Boston metropolitan area. Yeah, I live like an hour away from Boston, so yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, what else do I t- want to talk about? Oh, culture. Let me get scroll down to that section. If I can uh, find it. Um, so apparently, like, um, bands that came out of uh, Massachusetts, Aerosmith. Dropkick Murphys. That I don't know what that is, and there's no word about that. <laughs> there's nothing about that. Um, that was a famous one. Also, authors, Nathaniel Hawthorne, John Updike, Emily Dick- Dickinson, uh, Longfellow, E.E. E. Cummings, Sil- Sylvia Plath, H.P. Lovecraft. Wait, Edgar Lovecraft was from Boston or from Massachusetts? Massachusetts? Yeah. Damn. Okay. Edgar Allan Poe and Dr. Zeus. They're <gasps> all from they're all from uh, Massachusetts. You know it. Yeah. There's a lot of people who came out of Massachusetts, but and that's all I have really to say. Those were the things that caught my eye. 
Yeah. Yeah, so it's a pretty cool place. Like, uh, I'm from Massachusetts. Yeah, I've never been um, to Boston. I need to go. Oh, it's a really good place. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> is is there a lot of smokers in Boston like there are in New York City? No, like, uh, every time I go there, uh, it's not it's not bad. That, that, that that's a, that's means it's a... Also, it's like very windy there because it's like right because like, it's it's a po- it's a port city so yeah. like so it's always windy so any and all smoke gets blown away pretty fast if there is any smoke any smokers. Well, technically, like New York City is near the yeah, ocean. but like yeah, in Boston, like you're no longer you're no more than like a twenty minutes away from. But th- I don't think the the sea wind is gonna blow away the smoke. Who knows? But, but as well, <laughs> I, why I'm complaining about the smoke is because. I came when I came back from New York City. I s- was smelling smoke for like days on after that. And I'm like, damn, fam. So, um, we got, uh, are we all set for this for this article? We're gonna move on to our next article. Yep. Okay, so we'll be back in a minute. Uh, thank uh, thank you for listening to Down the Rabbit Hole. Wait, what? Uh, and it seems like Aishwarya has found the magical article of turkeys. I mean, I technically found wild turkey, but we're not gonna. It's we're it's, not gonna it's, move on to the next one. I'm still on the wild turkey article. I mean, like wild turkey and turkey, it's basically the same thing. And yeah. we've been doing this for an hour, and it's 11:45 here. Yeah, we're tired. <laughs> um, okay, so let's just talk about turkeys. Um, apparently, the long fleshy object over a male's beak is called a snood. Wait, what? A snood? <laughs> That's my new favorite insult. If anyone, like, tries to talk back to me, I'm just going to call them a snood. What? <laughs> you snood. Also, um, apparently there are um, two, or, like, more, like, two species, two species of turkeys. Yeah, there are, mul- there are, like, a lot of species yeah. of turkeys, actually. I mean, that's what happens when, like, yeah, evolution so, happens. Yeah, so one, one species is, um, is native to North America, uh, Mexico... Uh, and Midwest and Eastern United States, and south- southeastern Canada, and the other species uh, is native forests of the Yucatan Peninsula. Yep, there's more in the wild turkey section. Okay. Um, significance to Native Americans. That's interesting because um, they would have like turkey. They had a turkey dance mm-hmm. in one of the tribes. Uh, it's called in the Co- the Cado tribes. Um, they wore t- some of the tribes the Wampanoag. Uh, in the Muscogee Creek, they wore turkey feather cloaks, which I'm I'm imagining you need a like a couple of turkeys to make a whole cloak. Oh yeah, definitely. Or like for four turkeys. Yeah, worth. that's like, like wild crazy. turkeys don't have many, many feathers as like yeah domesticated turkeys because they're tiny. Yeah, and then um, there's some uh, Navajo people who also like revered the turkeys as well. Hmm. And uh, yeah, they they consume both the eggs and meat, and they'd make a type of jerky to preserve it in the Ooh. winter. I wonder how turkey eggs taste like. Yeah. We were talking about milking pigs the other day, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, like, just, like, weird meats and milks that you wouldn't think about eat, drinking, eat, eating and drinking. Yeah. Well, Camel with, milk. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, and with that weird uh, segue, I think this will be the end of this, our first episode of Down the Rabbit Hole. Thank you for listening. Uh, and if you could, please um, leave a comment and rate on iTunes or wherever you hear this. Um, and please... Tune in for our next episode. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye.